It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Scott. We have already previewed the Akron game coming up this weekend. And if you haven't listened, you can go back in the feed. Check that out. You can follow us on the socials on Twitter at Standing Room MSU and at Spartan Martin 18. Those links are in the episode notes. You can follow the Facebook group. That's the Standing Room Spartans community that is also uh, linked in the episode notes. Today, week two picks. Uh, If you're following us on Run Your Pool, we've been having some fun this year. We we have uh, included you all into uh, into the picks with us. Last year, it was just the two of us, and we decided, you know what? Let's have some more fun with this. So, Scott, before I get to uh, the leaderboard here, how we doing on this uh, Thursday morning? I am already reminded of how fast college football seasons go. Uh, now that we're back in season, in mid-season form, um, the podcasting has picked up, obviously. Our listeners know, three episodes a week now. And uh, yeah, as soon as we get to week two, it kind of reminds you how fast you're going to get to week 12 and uh, this thing's going to be over with. So let's cherish it for another season. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back into uh, week two of picks. Had a pretty decent week one myself. I think you did too. Yeah, I think, uh, what did I end up with here? Uh, four and three, which puts uh, both of us, I guess, in in a tie for sixth place. There were five users here who went five and two on the week that was blazing spartans dr41 ik route i kraus 107 jager 86 and msu hutch that's an interesting username there uh so congrats to those guys who went five and two or ladies uh i do want to shout out a couple special people here there was dude 83 he went owen seven which is just about as impressive as going seven and zero in a in a picks against the spread. That's just really hard to do. Uh, that's impressive picking by dude for dude eighty three. Excuse me, Owen seven. We've got uh, three people: Spencer Dayton ninety seven, Rock Green, and Garrett Angelo, who went one and six. So not a great start for those guys, but plenty of season left i mean if you're zero and seven you're still only five games off the lead so you've got plenty of time to make that up and uh yeah we're, we're having a lot of fun with this on run your pool 
Um, still time to get in. Like I said, there there is somebody who has their picks in, and they still haven't gotten a point yet. So if you're just joining this week, you'll at least be tied for last to start it off. Um, we got 72 entries in here, which is more than I thought we would get. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that throughout the year. So uh, we'll be making our picks here today. Uh, same as last week, if you were listening, we will make our picks from the run your pool spread. So you will know as you're making your picks uh, exactly where me and Scott lie. We'll give you the updated DraftKings lines as well. Some of those have moved a little bit. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun. So before we get to that, a special, special word from our friends at DraftKings. Scott, uh, are you going to be watching the uh, the Rams and uh, Bills tonight? Clown question, bro. <laughs> of course, I will. You got any? You got any bets? You got any fantasy implications on this game? I uh, started a new job this year. They have uh, NFL picks, so it's just straight up picks with confidence points. Um, and I forgot how hard it is to pick NFL games. It's impossible. Even even straight up, right? Like the margins are so thin in that league. And this game tonight, two great teams, two good offenses, two good defenses. Um, I, I'm really excited for this game. I like, uh, I thought I like the bills. Um, I'm a Josh Allen truther. I think everybody is by now. Right. Uh, much as I love Matt Stafford, I just, I, I really like the bills as uh, almost a super bowl. Um, not favorite, but certainly both super bowl. Contenders. I think they are the super bowl favorite actually. Are the they? Bills. Nice. Yeah. I like both teams. I like both games, but if you're asking who I picked, I picked the bills tonight. Yeah, I think it's I think on DraftKings it was like Bills minus two and a half or something. It's a pretty short line there. And if you want to get in on it, and DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, right now new customers can bet just five dollars, get two hundred dollars instantly in free bets. As an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network, of which we're a proud member. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm really happy they don't make me read all of those details anymore. That was like a, a full three-breath special. Um, let's get to our picks here though, Scott, you're going to lay out the card for us. Uh, if you haven't, again, a reminder, if you're in the picks contest on run your pool, go ahead and make those picks. It's all Saturday this week. So you don't have to worry about a Thursday or Friday night game sneaking up on you, but make sure you get those picks in. All right. So, uh, pretty fun slate here. Some juicy salacious action on the board. Uh, so we're starting right at noon. I think it's Fox's big noon game. Uh, probably will be the most talked about game of the weekend. Definitely will be the most talked about game of the weekend. Alabama at Texas. Uh, this one opened in on run your pool. We have it at minus 20 and a half for Alabama. Um, DraftKings currently has it at uh, minus 20. So, Bama needs three touchdown, a three touchdown win to cover on um, big line. Kevin, is Texas back? <laughs> no. I I was I was going back because you know, like anecdotally, you remember some of those big Alabama non-conference games 
I pulled up the last few. Last year, Alabama 44-13 to against Miami. A couple years ago, 51-14 against Louisville. There was a 24-7 against Florida State. There was a 52-6 to against USC. Uh, this is just what Alabama does. They crush the hopes and dreams of fan bases across America who think that they're back, who think that they can compete with Alabama. And if you notice the trend there, that it's obviously Alabama crushing all of these teams, but it's all teams who are constantly in the quote-unquote are-they-back tier. Miami, Florida State, USC, now Texas, and Nick Saban's just going to go in there, crush dreams. Minus 20.5. I would have made this line minus 27 and a half and probably still taking Bama. They're going to crush them. If uh, Texas, I, I want to imagine a world where Texas wins this game and then goes on to like finish the season six and six, <laughs> because it'd be oh, so that would be even better, right? They win and everyone's like, they're back, they're back, they're back. Quinn Ewers Heisman back, 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 back. Uh, and then they just barely scrape out a bowl. Um, no, it's not going to happen. Well, they might go six and six and scrape out a bowl, but they're not going to beat Alabama. I got Bama big in this one, covering 20 and a half, playing some reserves by the end. Uh, it'll be fun to watch, especially Bama's going to score. Bama's going to score as many points as they want to 50, 60, 70. It's just a matter of when they call the dogs off. I am interested to see how Quinn Ewers does against Alabama's defense. Like, hey, man, if you're all your, your uh, w- worked up to be, then uh, you better be able to play against Bama. But that's a tall order for anyone. All right, so we both got Bama covering three touchdowns. Uh, Moving on to the 330 slate, um, Appalachian State at number six, Texas A&M. The Mountaineers have been kind of a trendy pick the last few years, but going down to, uh, what is it, College Station, I think? College Station, yeah. Uh, A&M is a seven opened as a 17 and a half point favorite. That's what we're picking today. Currently it's on DraftKings at 19. So that's 17 and a half people liked, uh, it's moving a little bit. This one's at three 30. Like I said, on ESPN two, Kevin, I really like the Mountaineers, but I don't know. I, so maybe I'll convince you here because App State, in the same way that I just said, Bama has this trend of just destroying big non-conference teams. App State has a history of beating some and hanging in with all these big games that they play. Last year, they lost by two against Miami. Uh, If you watched last week, there was a 63-61, the most ridiculous football game I've ever watched against North Carolina. Two years ago, they beat North Carolina. They beat South Carolina a couple years back. They were 45 to 38 loss in Happy Valley against Penn State. They had a 31 10 loss against Georgia uh, a few years back as well. Like they just, this is what they do they schedule big games and they compete. So 17 and a half points against an AM team that's not super explosive on offense, that's not going to go out there and put 45 on the board. Um, give me App State to at least keep it within two touchdowns here. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, yeah, Texas A&M, 31-0 opener against Sam Houston State. Uh, obviously, that's an FCS team, so not much to read into there. Um, but they just have such a Only 31 disparity. points. 
such a talent disparity with uh, with Appalachian State. That said, kind of shades of the 2007 Appalachian State Michigan game. Michigan coming into that game at number five in the country. Appala- or Texas A&M's at number six right now. Uh, obviously traveling to the home field of the uh, highly ranked opponent. Um, but that said, I do think Texas A&M's talent comes through in this one. Uh, that's a hard place to play. Kyle Field is among yeah. the best, if not the best, atmospheres in college football. And uh, this is a big enough game that you know they'll get up for it uh, down there in College Station. So I, I do like the Mountaineers. Obviously, I'll be pulling for them. Uh, but I think Texas A&M gets it done. Couldn't convince them. Nope. Maybe I'll regret it. We'll see our first disagreement of the week. Uh, one more game in the, well, maybe one more game. You didn't give me a time for Iowa state, Iowa. So we're just going to see where that one, that one's at the, the same as there. That's a 4 PM kick. So. All right. So bef- right same before that three thirty, if you're looking for something to bide your time before MSU comes on, we got a couple options here. So Tennessee at Pitt, uh, number 24, Tennessee at number 17, Pitt. Pitt coming off that win against West Virginia. Tennessee played a cupcake and won uh, in week one. This line, so first of all, this is 330 on ABC. This line is gets me the most excited of any on the board this week. Tennessee on the road against a higher-ranked opponent who beat them last year in Tennessee. 17.5 points. They open at 17.5-point favorites, Tennessee. And it's down to Tennessee minus six on DraftKings. So, Kevin, this one's fun. Who you got? This is we just had a a pre recording rant about how much we hate how the SEC pretends like mid tier SEC teams would be top tier anywhere else. And I remember there was a Twitter Spaces last year that I was it was kind of late in the year. And we were just talking about college football. You know, there's a hundred so people in there. And the the Big Ten versus SEC thing came up. And I said something to the effect of like, I would take Michigan State over, you know, any of the non-elite teams in the SEC. And somebody came back at me and said, if you thought what Ohio State did to Michigan State was bad, just imagine what Tennessee would do to Michigan State. And I just left the space. I was like, I there is no response to that statement. I, I don't I there's no point in me bothering to acknowledge that you just said that. Tennessee fans, SEC fans as a whole, but Tennessee fans are just the most obnoxious people. But to get to this game, um, Tennessee got a lot of credit down the stretch last year for you know, winning some games and scoring a bunch of points. They went three and one down the stretch to end the regular season. That's that's all right. They beat Kentucky. That's great. The, their other two wins were South Alabama and Vanderbilt. Like we're giving this team a lot of credit for not really a whole lot of resume here. So I think Pitt's going to win this game outright. But if you're going to give me seven and a half points, definitely give me the Panthers. I had double mute on there. Yeah, I don't uh I mean it's Tennessee. It's the same story every year. You know, they haven't won more than eight games since Butch Jones was their coach in twenty sixteen. Um 
Pitt's is still a good team. Yeah, they're reloading a little bit, but Pitt beat West Virginia, and I don't think West Virginia is a whole lot worse than Tennessee. Um, Pitt, low-key, great home atmosphere. Great. I mean, if you watch that West Virginia game, they had the momentum in the fourth quarter, and that place was a, like a total zoo. Um, it was it was pretty wild. So, yeah, I like Pitt in this one to, to win outright as well. So give me the seven and a half points. When I saw it was seven and a half, I my jaw dropped. I was like, I, I, I would. I genuinely took a quick glance. I was like, wait, who's favored by seven and a half? Right. I would take. <laughs> Which Pitt, tells like, me that I definitely wouldn't take Tennessee. I'd take Pitt like minus two and a half in this one. Anything more than that, and I'm starting to think about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like Pitt outright. I think there's enormous value for those that do want to get in on the action with their actual wallet. Um, hint, hint. Um, use code TPPN on DraftKings. <laughs> so plugging. the first four o'clock game overlapping a little bit. Again, we'll do MSU at the end. MSU is at four o'clock, but on BTN, exciting game here. Always a fun one. Iowa State at Iowa, and neither are ranked. But you say is- always a fun one, and I just <laughs> define fun here and with Iowa, Iowa State sadistic football. <laughs> uh, Big Ten football fan kind of way. If you love punts and defense, um, Iowa obviously had one of the more unique games of Week One, winning seven to three with no touchdowns, um, but against San Diego, San Diego State, uh, South Dakota State had the letters right um i was at home and really that's the only difference in this one it's it opened at no it's at minus three and a half so yeah this one uh kevin i was one six straight but man it did not look like their offense was capable of much last week so do you think their defense does enough to keep iowa state like below a touchdown again i mean what, what do you what are you expecting in this game First of all, the Cyhawk Trophy. Can we just acknowledge that that's the dumbest name of all sports rivalries? It was like they just pulled like a local elementary school and some like third grader had the brilliant idea of just smashing the two names together. <laughs> it's like, uh, like Cyhawk like level one marketing, you know, like yeah. like professional marketers. They're like level 35 or whatever. Level one marketing is like, well, we have these two words. What can we do just with that? Smash them together. And the intern throws his hand up. Wait, what if we just put them together? Done. Book it. Uh, uh, let's uh, hawk, hawk clone, hawk, cyhawk, sci, sci, cyhawk. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's an aside. Uh, like you said, I, the last time Iowa State beat Iowa was 2014. I mean, it's been a while. Um, I think the one thing that's being disregarded a little bit here is that, yes, the Iowa offense was putrid, but how about the Iowa defense and special teams, man? I mean, I know that the Iowa defense and special teams outscored their own offense, which isn't good. The Iowa defense and special teams also outscored the opponent, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa here because until you give me a reason otherwise, Iowa's just going to beat Iowa State. And I don't, I know it's going to be a close game. I don't feel comfortable enough that it's going to be that close, but I expect, I'm not even saying like, ah, this might, I am predicting at least one defensive or special teams touchdown from Iowa in this game. And that's, what's going to be what blows it up. It happens every year in this game that 
Iowa State throws a pick six late. Iowa gets a scoop and score late. It's just what they do. So uh, give me Iowa here. I don't feel great about this one because it's going to be like a 12 to 11 football game maybe, but give me Iowa. In 2017, this game was 44 to 41. Oh my God. (laughs) Since then. 13 to 3, 18 to 17, and 27 to 17. Like I said, I was one. So does that six. does that combine for 40? <laughs> um yeah, so six straight for Iowa. That's not a trend that I'm interested in picking against. That's the kind of consistency that you just roll with until you get burned. Uh I like Iowa in this one. It is in Iowa City. So Iowa is the home team. Um and I, I do think that's enough to get them through. I mean, neither team looked particularly exciting going into this year, but it is an it is a fun rivalry to watch if you like Midwest football. Um, and I know our guy Jeffrey the Greek will be glued onto this one. He always has a good time with this game. Uh, I like Iowa, like you said, to get it done somehow. It's not going to be conventional. Spencer Petras is not going to go out there and just win them the game. Um, how many points might do you go out think, there and lose it though? <laughs> how many points do you think he's worth positive or negative versus the average power five quarterback? Uh, I mean, it's definitely negative. Like if you, if you're say like, if there's a point spread, like they're, they're yeah. three and a half point favorites and they announce tomorrow that he's not playing. So they're yeah, just probably the difference... still a three point favorite. <laughs> they might move it down a half a point. The difference between, <laughs> Iowa with an average power five quarterback and Iowa Spencer Petras has to be a field goal a game at least. Um, yeah, I, don't I mean, know like if, if they had an average power five quarterback, I would feel a lot better about Iowa. Who who is like your <laughs> I mean, quintessential average power five? Quarterback? Um, like Jake, maybe Rudolph? yeah, like Connor Basilak now at Indiana was at uh, Missouri. Um. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. There's definitely some bad ones. I mean, in the Big Ten, you've got like Noah Vidral, who right. just like doesn't belong. He's Graham a good runner. Mertz. I'll give him that. But Mid Tanner Morgan, Graham Mertz Tanner Morgan, perfectly star. average in a good system that suits him. Um, yeah. All right, I like it. So Iowa with Tanner Morgan, yeah, I I would feel a lot better about that. Oh yeah, going forward, that'd be especially in that system. I feel like Tanner Morgan's a great like play action, hand the ball off, and yeah, uh, just make a few throws a game kind of guy. Um, all right. So like we said, we're going to come back to the Akron MSU game at the end of the episode. Uh, moving down to the primetime slot here, uh, going to the SEC. This is a really interesting one with uh, Kentucky traveling to Florida, number twenty Kentucky. Huge overreaction ranking number 12, Florida, after taking out Utah in the swamp. Also in the swamp, uh, they're getting their three points plus a little bit. So Florida minus four and a half in this one, Kevin. Um, What do you think about Florida's number 12 ranking? And uh, what do you think? Actually, this has moved to minus six on DraftKings. So the people like the, uh, the swamp dwellers. What do you think? 12 seems aggressive. I mean, it, there's a chance if you saw that game, you saw Anthony Richardson. That kid is a freak. So there's a real chance that they go out and win ten games and they hold that twelve top ten ish ranking all year just because of how special that kid is. It's it's unbelievable. Um, for this game, 
it, it comes down to one thing for me. So Kentucky is is a run first team. And last year you had Chris Rodriguez was their lead back. He had 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. As a team, they ran for 200 yards a game, a little over five yards a carry on the season. Chris Rodriguez is suspended. So last week, they play Miami of Ohio. They run as a team for 50 yards on two yards a carry. That is a big problem for a run first team going down to Florida. So for that alone, I'm taking Florida to cover this thing. If Chris Rodriguez was playing, I might have a different feel on this, but I Kentucky's going to need to prove it without him that they can still run the football. And I don't believe in Will Levis being able to throw the ball 45 times as a winning formula. So yeah, give me Florida here. For reference, Utah is also a run first team. Uh, last year, their quarterback had 2,500 yards passing and they had five guys at 500 yards rushing. So definitely like to play a similar brand uh, with a good defense. And last week, Florida kept them to 216 passing yards and they still put up good rushing numbers. They broke 200. They're in the mid 200s in rushing yards and still couldn't get it done in the swamp. Um I like Florida for this one. I think the swamp is is more than your typical three point advantage. Uh, speaking of great atmospheres like Kyle Field, the swamp truly is one of the hardest places to play in the SEC. Their team might suck um, most years lately, but well, relative to you know the Florida days of old, uh, but the swamp is still a rocking place to play football. And uh, I think it's enough to cover. I do think it'll be a close, good game. Um, but I do think Anthony Richardson's enough of a problem to to get Florida through this one. Uh, should be a fun game to watch. I'm excited about that one. Um, and it's not any of the big SEC names of late, which is kind of fun. Um, obviously, Kentucky and Florida are not small brands, but you know, it's not the uh, the mouth watering media matchup of Texas A and M or Georgia or Alabama or anything. So nice change of pace. Uh, so we both got the Gators. Uh, the last one before our MSU game here, a unique matchup. Uh, Late love night. The Bears of Baylor, um, who I think are a Christian university, going up to the <laughs> land of the Mormons in Utah to take out I laugh BYU. because it's, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah, if you've know. been following Baylor athletics, <laughs> <laughs> not very Christian. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't that kind of podcast, but you know what we're talking about. Um, so n- number nine, Baylor, traveling to take on number 21, BYU. This one's the late slot on ESPN at 10.15, opened at minus three and a half. That's what we're picking. It's at minus three, so pretty much the same. Um, Kevin, you like the Bears, you like the Cougars, you like the Christians, I was a... you like the Mormons. What do you got? Yeah, the whole the Holy War 2.0. I was a little surprised that Baylor was a f- or that uh, BYU was a favorite here. Uh, BYU six and one against the Power Five last year, which is very impressive. But Baylor was that one loss. Baylor beat them by two touchdowns last year. And you really dig into those Power Five wins. They beat Utah, which is a, a really good win. But that's a rivalry game that goes either way. The rest of those games were like Arizona, Arizona State. Um, there was a Cal, I think. Like it was just a bunch of pretty mediocre teams, so not as impressive as the six and one might indicate. 
But I just, again, separating the on the field from the off the field here, to, to be clear, I love Baylor's football program right now. I love what Dave Aranda's doing. They they just take care of business. They had five ranked wins last year. Baylor's going to go on the road. They're going to win this game outright. And, uh, and I feel pretty good about it. Baylor's really good on the lines of scrimmage, which makes me feel comfortable in this one. Give me the Bears. I will say, as much as I liked Baylor last year, they did. Their both their losses came on the road at Oklahoma State and at TCU. Um, they only beat Kansas State by ten on the road. They crushed Kansas on the road, but they Everybody only beat Texas that. State Besides by Texas. nine on the road last year. So certainly a team that maybe doesn't travel as well as some. Um, that said, I I just think Baylor is a significantly better team. Uh, than than BYU. I was also surprised to see BYU as a, as a favorite. I mean, the three and a half points that pretty much means the odds makers think on a neutral field these teams are are even, and I I don't agree with that. So I like Baylor to go in to to win outright. Uh, I think three and a half points is close enough to just take Baylor straight up. Um, yeah, that uh, Baylor you stay up for that one. Uh, you so won't. It'll be so Baylor BYU. I might wake up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor BYU is a perfect game for the people out there. I don't know if you've ever made this move, Scott, where you know that you're tired. You know you're going to be falling asleep soon, but you want to watch as much of the game as you can. So you stream it on the phone. You put the headphones in. You stream it on your phone and lay in bed so that you're not bothering your significant other, but you're also not like risking falling asleep on the couch and then your back hurts and the, and the whole thing. So if you do that, the best move, well, get get the Raycon wireless earbuds, and then you don't have to worry about the cords. They look good. They feel good. Got the gel tips. They don't budge. You get eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, and half the price of other premium audio brands. Everyday earbuds from Raycon have over 50,000 five-star reviews. They've got the awareness mode. They've got the noise isolation, earbud tap functions, Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN. Score 15% off buyraycon.com slash TPPN. Um, that is a pro move, though, if you guys have ever done that. Stream on the phone, headphones in bed for those late night games. Get as much college football as you can possibly squeeze into a Saturday. So let's head over to, uh, to Spartan Stadium. All right, so one of the biggest spreads in recent memory for our Spartans. Uh, our Spartans were great at covering last year. I don't remember what the exact final number was, but I know they were significantly above 500 against the spread last season. But we're talking I a five-touchdown win. Uh, MSU, 4 o'clock on Big Ten Network against Akron, hosting the Zips, minus 30 four and a half points so 35 they need to win by five touchdowns to cover this one woof i uh i don't remember the last spread that was that big i also don't remember playing a team that was that bad sometime maybe one of the fcs teams although sometimes it's hard to even find odds for fbs fcs matchups sometimes the odd makers don't like to touch that because it means they have to uh, pay attention to a lot more teams um kevin 
five touchdowns. We talked about it on the preview. We are desperate for just a curb stomping by our Spartans against a team they should destroy. Do you think they get it done to the tune of 35 plus? So first to answer your question there, Michigan state was nine and three against the spread last year. Um, our our guy Mason will be flabbergasted to know that a spread can be up to 35 or 34 and a half points. Just a truly unbelievable number. Um, I, I've been thinking of it. You said this yesterday. I don't remember if it was while we were recording or after we were done recording. And I've been thinking about this when I'm trying to pick this game. Mel Tucker preaches the standard, right? The standard is the standard. You don't play an opponent. You play the standard. And you, every down is a new down. You focus on that down and you move on to the next one, right? And if if he has truly ingrained that in these players, there is a 0% chance that we don't cover this spread. There's just, if, if this team truly takes this game seriously as a, this is just part of the process in, in the Alabama fashion of first down, then first down, then second down, whatever it is, it's just this play and my job, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, we're going to absolutely slaughter Akron. We talked about it in the preview. We probably listened. If you haven't, make sure you do. Akron is a terrible football program. So with all of that out of the way, I think Michigan State does take care of business. I think they are you know, following the process of Mel Tucker. I think they do cover this spread. And I'm predicting if you want to score – something in the neighborhood of like 48 to six something like that All i right. think this is we finally get our our blowout win i hope so i mean like i said on the on the preview it just feels like we're due for that kind of game we have the talent to put it all together i'm i think we let up like one leaky touchdown you know, the Akron gets yeah. good field position. Somebody gets loose. So I might give Akron like 10 points in this one. Um, I I want Michigan State to be in the 50s. Uh, I, I just and There's no on. reason we shouldn't. No, be. there's not. I mean, on the ground, we should be able to push them around through the air. We know what our receivers can do. I mean, again, Western Michigan's secondary looked pitiful against these wide receivers. And I can promise you Akron has significantly less talent in that department. So yeah, I like, I like MSU to cover, give me like 55 to 10. Um, man, it'd be fun to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to pick Akron. There's no world where I sit there on my couch, hoping we don't outscore Akron by 35 or more points. Uh, so maybe it's just green colored glasses, but, or maybe it's just that I'm desperate for a big win, but give me MSU minus 35. Noah Kim's got like two touchdowns in the second half. Um, everybody gets involved you know, and, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a fun one. I'm hoping it'll be, I mean, obviously I'm hoping it's not like last week where we were in a one score game into the fourth right. quarter. <laughs> I'm hoping by halftime, I'm looking for side projects, something to do. I just, or at least yeah. you look at the starters, you look at the first half kind of thing. And if Michigan state doesn't put points on the board on every drive with the starters in, it will be disappointing. And who does Akron have that can cover any of our receivers one-on-one? If Trey Mosley was our number one receiver, 
I would feel good about that matchup with him against Akron's number one corner. Trey Mills is our number three receiver. There's nobody on Akron who can hang with Jaden Reed or Keon Coleman or Trey Mosley, let alone all three. Like you said, the ground game, we should be averaging seven, eight, nine yards a carry. We should score every possession that the starters are in. That should be the expectation. We should score a touchdown, just to clarify. Right, yeah. The only way we don't is if we're beating ourselves. Penalties. Penalties, yeah. um, Yeah, total missed assignments, whatever it is, but... Um, and maybe we're setting ourselves up for disappointment here because anything can happen on a Saturday. I mean, anything, I don't really think it's possible we lose, but, um, that would be, if we lost this game, not to put this into the kind of the realm of possibility here, but 34 and a half points. I wonder what the biggest point upset in recent memory is if there's been one of more than 34 and a half ever let alone there, recently. What was it? Um, I'm going to do a quick search because there was a game. It was a it was an off-the-radar game a couple years ago. Uh, biggest point spread up. Howard Bison beat UNLV in it. Yep. For 45 and a half. Yep. That's, that's a monster loss. So... Yeah, like I said, we're not going to spend much time on that because um, you just don't want to spend too much time talking about that. And you wonder what the money line credence. would have been for that game. Um, Stanford beat USC plus forty and a half in two thousand seven. Syracuse beat Louisville plus thirty seven in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, what a year! That was also Appalachian State over Michigan. So two thousand seven was also the year that UCF was like a top ten team, and that was that was the craziest season of college football. For reference, that Appalachian State game uh, over Michigan in two thousand seven was plus thirty three. So it was up there, ninth biggest in uh, recent football lore uh nonetheless we're expecting a big win for michigan state kevin who's your off the radar big game um from michigan state's roster for this one obviously you got the the likely candidates but who do you think could really pop off that's uh, not at the top of the depth chart uh that's a great question i will say you know what i because i love the kid and i think he deserves some some time and i think you're going to be up enough that you're going to give him some reps give me elijah collins to get like 85 yards and a touchdown or something you know when he comes in to to mop it up and you know he's going to be ready to go maybe eli collins to have a big day i like it i like it i don't know if jeremy bernard's like low enough to predict but i think jeremy will be like wide receiver one in the second half when the when the reserves are in and i think he's just going to pick on people yeah. so uh yeah this should be a fun one uh that's our board for this week again you can get on the action on run your pool it's all over our social media i'm sure kevin will share the link another numerous few times before these games kick off all saturday games too so you don't have to worry about rushing to get your picks in by thursday night or anything um, you can get up Saturday morning, you're sitting there, you're watching the college game day or whatever your uh, flavor of Saturday morning pregame is. Uh, you know, you got your mind around it. Give yourself some time to steep in it, but get those picks in before noon. Um, and uh, yeah, follow along with us. Kevin will either praise you or shame you, but either way, you might get your name on the podcast, which is always exciting. 
even if you're 0 and 7. I I hope he goes 0 and 7 again. If you give me an 0 and 14 start to a season, that would be truly remarkable. It's like the anti Rain Man, just like <laughs> historically worst betting player of all time. No, shout out, really, it is impressive. Um, and I hope you don't take this too personally because it's 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 pretty special to be on either side to have a zero in either column is is really impressive when you're picking against the spread so that would be a that would be a crazy like superhero skill or talent or whatever like i will incorrectly predict the result of everything that happens can you imagine too you're like sitting there and you get every pick wrong so you know you can't bet on anything because if you bet on it you will lose it and all your friends everyone (laughs) around you is just like profiting off of your misfortune but as soon as you're like wait I'm going to pick Alabama in this one. So I know Texas is going to cover. So I'm just going to secretly pick Texas and then Texas <laughs> covers. <laughs> oh man. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if dude 83 can keep the streak going. Should be a good weekend of football here. College football. First week of the NFL. It's uh, we're back. We are back. I've got a little bit of color on the trees over here. Like a, just a touch of yellow, that that lets me know that fall is is coming. So we're very excited. Looking forward to this slate. Can't wait to talk to you guys on Monday following the Michigan State Akron game. To everybody, again, going to the game. I hope uh, the tailgate setup is fantastic. I hope the grills are fired up. I hope the beer is cold for everybody sitting on the couch. Well, same goes for you. You probably got a grill going. You probably got the beers going. And I hope everybody enjoys. So until Monday, hope everybody has a great weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks.